Welcome to Mom Reel, the podcast about real encouragement, real stories, and real about motherhood. Welcome back to Mom Reel. Thank y'all for being here today. I am so excited to sit down with one of my friends, Quinn Clayton. And before we hop into this, y'all, I have known Quinn since, oh gosh, I guess for what, five, six years now, Quinn? Yeah, like five or six years now. And um, I knew her through her husband. Our husbands are good friends. And um, her husband actually did our a wedding video and it's literally my favorite thing about our wedding day so I have not talked about it on this podcast because why would I in that situation but our wedding there was just so many crazy things that happened and looking back that that video is just something that I hold on to and it just really opened the door of friendship for me and Quinn then through our husbands and um, she has just been such a great a great friend along this journey. And I actually talked about you, Quinn, in a previous episode. I did not name you, but I did talk about you talking about the birth basket that you gave me, like stuff for me and stuff for baby. And I have now done that with two other friends. And I said that in a previous episode. And I remember texting you and being like, hey, like I talked about you, but I didn't name you. But just want you to know I talked to you on there. So um, I'm going to let Quinn introduce herself. And then we're going to hop into this podcast today. Awesome. Thank you so much for that introduction. I am absolutely flattered. I am so just honored to be here and so excited. Um, love Mom Real. Love the concept. Love what you're doing. This is a very needed thing in the podcast space. So I'm so proud of you and I can't wait to get started. So yeah, a little bit about me. Um, I am a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. Um, and I am just super passionate about helping women on their holistic journeys through movement and nutrition. Um, I teach a lot about cycle thinking on my Instagram and with my clients. So that's like my main thing that I do. And then I am also a fellow boy mama uh, to two boys. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old that keep me very busy. So mm-hmm. I certainly am no stranger to what it feels like to own a business, be a mom, and then also try to, you know squeeze a workout and get some food in my mouth at the same time. (laughs) Yes. Literally before this podcast, we're texting each other. She's like, can I have a cup of tea for like five minutes? And I was like, I'm still finishing my dinner. So (laughs) like, that's where we were at right before this. It happens. It happens. Yes. So um, I wanted you on today just to talk about that. Talk about getting movement back in after having a baby, because you were one of the people that after I had Liam and I knew the importance of getting like, you know, those core muscles back and like really thinking about your pelvic floor again, like just small movements, but also leading to the big ones. Um, and you were one of the people that I was like, Hey, send me all the people that you follow, send me your tips, send me your things, because I want to be able to do this the right way and not just hop back into it. Um, and so I'd love to kind of go through that because you were also an inspiration for me because I just two months ago started really working out again. Like I was just doing like 10 minute movements. And if y'all follow me on Instagram, you know, I was doing, um, you know, just movements, trying to get movement in each weekday, whether that have been a walk or an Apple fitness plus video or something in my living room. But two months ago, I decided to start actually being really routine with it, going to a gym, doing workouts. Um, and you know, I'm following Quinn and she's like in the gym and getting it and doing all this stuff. And I was like, okay, this like just helps me on my journey to see another mom 
like investing in herself. So anyway, would love to kind of start the conversation there about just getting back into movement postpartum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a challenge. And it's, you know, you're, especially if you're a first time mom, like you've never done this before. You've never, you know, had to learn how to take care of an entirely new human being who has been gifted to you on top of feeding yourself. And, you know, just like, what does that look like? And getting it back into a routine can be just, yeah, a big challenge. And one that I have now gone through twice. Um, and with my first, I'll just be very honest and say, like, I did it all wrong. You know, like I was so with my first, I was, you know, 24 years old. I had a, you know, just, it was not planned. And so it was just, I don't know. It was just a crazy, like, I wasn't planning on being in that postpartum season so early in my life to say the least. And so I just had a completely different mindset, you know, four years ago. Um, because I was just so focused on like, how can I lose the baby weight as fast as possible? Like it was all about aesthetics for me. I won't put the program that I did on blast, but it was all about like intermittent fasting and, you know, basically keto and being like caloric deficits and all this stuff. And I did it. Bounce back culture. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I would go on runs and it was just like, it was all about, you know, weight loss for me then. And like getting back to what I looked like before getting, you know, my body back quote unquote. Um, but as like, if I was just measuring my health journey success from that standpoint, I was successful because I got back to my goal weight, like all the things, but I had no energy. I was tired. I was bloated. I had acne. I was stressed. I didn't have a sex drive. Like all of these metabolic markers, like Mm -hmm. I, I was cold all the time. And you know, that really is what started my journey of like, okay, I did this all wrong. And I thought I was quote unquote healthy. And then I feel like crap. So that's when I decided to become a certified personal trainer. Through that, I found cycle syncing. Through that, I found, you know, how to fuel your body and pro-metabolic eating started coming out. And I was researching that, love to research. And so um, with my second, I just had a completely different mindset shift. Like it was not about the weight loss. It was like, I'm going to do this in a sustainable way. And maybe I won't ever get back to that weight. And I'm going to be okay with that, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not about the weight loss. It's like, well, I have energy. I don't have acne anymore. I have a sex drive. Like I'm not, acne. I, you know, sometimes can be bloated, like maybe right before I start my period, but it's not like, I don't have these like crazy mood swings and, um, so, I mean, I, I say that maybe my husband would be like, you have some mood swings before you start your period, so, but we're all a work in progress. It's not a linear journey. So yes. it's like, have you eaten? So, um, yeah, just, that's kind of what got me so passionate about helping other women is through me falling on my face and doing it wrong, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I was just talking to you like right before we started record about how I'm learning to eat in the morning, right before I go work out, because then I come home and I feel nauseous or I get really pissy and Landry's like, you need to eat. And I'm like, listen, I pumped and I worked out. So I burned a lot of calories just then. And then Quinn pointed out, I also drink lemon water. So also gets your, you know, you go in in the morning and I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I'm even, I'm learning that right now, but for those who don't know, Quinn, what are the different phases and kind of just shortly talk about those, if you don't mind. Yes. The only thing I don't mind is maybe it being short. So let's see how okay, yes. go through this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Not, you don't, you don't have to be that fast. Just okay. like, you know, 
I'll look it on my soapbox. Hold on. No. Um, okay. So yes, as far as, well, I guess, depending on where you're on your postpartum journey, maybe your period started back. It didn't start back for me until almost I was done nursing with my first, ironically, when I'm also, you know, underfed and under overmoved and overfed. Um, and then it came back at eight weeks with my second, which just is wrong on all levels, but at least it did get me back into knowing where my body and cycle was out. So depending on where you're at, you know, you might have a period or you might not, but whenever that does come back, once you're no longer postpartum, um, it starts with your menstrual phase. So first day of your period is the first day of your cycle. Um, and a lot of us know that, you know, like a lot of us know, like, you know, you're, you're bleeding, you know, you have a period. Yes. Um, and so that basically what stimulates you releasing the egg and starting your, your menstrual period is the drop off in progesterone. And so that's when your body begins to immediately ramp up with your FSH, which is your follicular stimulating hormone, your estrogen, uh, your little bit of testosterone, all of those hormones begin to ramp up and immediately day one, start preparing for ovulation. Um, and so really you want to focus as a woman, just as much on ovulation as people put an emphasis on menstruation, because that means that you have the cyclical flow that your body is supposed to have. So after you're done bleeding, you move into your follicular phase. And a lot of times that's when you begin to feel your energy ramping up. You begin to feel more creative again. You feel like, you know, like the, the gloomy cloud has been lifted from your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh my, maybe I don't hate my husband. Okay. Yes. I still love him and you know, all the things. So, um, yeah, that is when women typically feel their best and you really want to focus on this phase and making sure that, um, you don't have excess estrogen. So how you can do that is through, again, nutrition, getting plenty of fiber in your diet, raw carrot salads. Um, you want to make sure that you're remineralizing well. So making sure that you're getting plenty of potassium, sodium, um, magnesium, copper, all of those through your nutrition um, and bioavailable sources. Um, and then as you move from your follicular, you move into your ovulatory phase, which your ovulatory phase is your shortest phase. So a lot of times I see on Pinterest, it's like, it'll put your cycle phases into like four separate quadrants. And I'm like, really, it should be like on a bell curve or a linear graph, because all of these phases, like kind of slowly merge from like one to the next. So mm -hmm. kind of like picture your hormones, like slowly ramping up to peak in ovulation and then, you know, slowly coming down again. So, um, yeah, ovulation is typically only 24 to 48 hours, but um, you usually don't feel that drop off until more like, I would say, you know, five-ish, seven days into your luteal phase. So after your ovulatory phase, all of your FSH, your estrogen, LH, all of those drop off, and then your progesterone begins to ramp up through your corpus luteum, which is the, the cell that's producing estrogen, or I'm sorry, progesterone, um, in case there was a fertilized egg. So that begins to ramp up for pregnancy and all of that. And if there wasn't a fertilized egg, that's when your body drops off and your period starts all over again. And that's kind of the, the cycle. And I guess I should say like in your luteal phase, since I spent time on this for your follicular and ovatory, you want to focus on slow movement. You want to focus on taking care of yourself. You want to honestly, like PMS, shouldn't really even be a thing, but a lot of times women have it because they weren't taking care of themselves in the other three phases of their cycle. So LH or your luteal phase is kind of like, I feel like your report card 
um, both your period and your end of your luteal phase are because it's your body telling you like, Hey, did you take care of me? Did you, um, work out and not eat? Did you, um, you know, not get enough sleep? Were you scrolling up late at night? Like all of these things can like pile up to where you're like, gosh, I don't know why I'm feeling the way that I am. And it's like, well, because all of these little things kind of got ticked on your report card and your body's like, um, hello, like, I'm not going to just like sit here and be silent. So it's it, honestly like paying attention to your menstrual cycle really is just like, it should be like a fifth vital sign, like breathing and eating and seeing and well, I guess seeing isn't a vital sign. Your heart rate, your pulse, like what else is a vital sign? I don't know. Yes. But, yes. On top of that, you should focus on your period just as much as those other things as well. Well, and I got into that a little bit like before I was pregnant with Liam because like you were getting into it and I was doing like you, you had this like personal training thing and you were like getting into it and getting your hours. And so that's when I got introduced to it and I started following people that did, you know, cycle seeking and posting about it with nutrition. And I noticed such a difference now, like it's just better for me. I think even if you're like, oh, I don't want to go that into cycle syncing and like sync my nutrition and movement or whatever. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of pros to that, but if you're like, that sounds too crunchy for me, I think it's just good for you to know about your body as a woman. And so for me, even like, I think I posted on my Instagram or I know I posted on my Instagram story. I think it was last month and I was like loving this follicular phase energy. Like I was like doing all the things and like, and I had so many people be like the what? And I'm like, you don't know, like, this is part of your body, which I mean, I didn't know a couple years ago, so I can't fault them for that, but it's just like, yeah, like let's get to know our bodies more. Let's get to know like when we're doing this more. So um, I remember talking to you after I had Liam and being like, what's the first movement I should do? Like, what are the first few things I should do? And you were very encouraging to go slow, to make sure that I'm engaging my pelvic floor, to really think about the end goal of you're, you're, you're bringing all these muscles back together that were just completely splayed apart. <laughs> and working if you had a vaginal labor. And so talk a little bit about that, like freshly postpartum, you know, and I I didn't ask you to prepare this. So you're probably thinking she's asking me something that we didn't even talk about. And I'm so sorry, but it just came to my mind. Like what, if they're, if, if there's a mom listening to this, they're freshly postpartum, what would you give them as like just small movement things to start with? I love it. I love when you go rogue, you know, I'm all yes, I'm yes. for it. Go rogue all you want. Yeah. So I obviously, like I said, like you can't build from a cracked foundation. And so a lot of times it's so easy in this comparison generation, when we have, you know, at our fingertips, we can view all of these women going through their postpartum journeys. And it's so easy to compare and be like, well, she seems so much further along, but you don't know how her pregnancy was, or, you know, these, these different factors that can be, was she working? Was she, you know, the main breadwinner, like all those things can really tap into like how your pregnancy went and um, how much time you have to dedicate to your body and your movement. So um, as someone that says like, okay, you have like five to 10 minutes and that's what you feel like you can put in. I would focus on like very practical movements, like look up bird dogs, look up deep core, just like lying supine or lying on your spine and just like feel like holding your rib cage with your hands and just feeling what it feels like to like 
breathe again but, and making sure you're like just really engaging like think of your pelvic floor as like a hammock um, and so you're expanding it you're wanting to open it just as much as you're learning to lift it and you should feel that internal engagement and external engagement with your pelvic floor lifting so and you're doing that every single time you're breathing in and then every single time you're doing a move like bird dogs or fire hydrants or donkey kicks. Um, those are just some of the ones that I would move through um, and dedicate five to 10 minutes, like sit in a deep yoga squat. Um, maybe, you know, obviously like once you've been cleared by your doctor and you, you know, that yes. may be a little bit further down the road, um, but just slowly adding little things in that begin to um, strengthen, but also relax our pelvic floor. Because a lot of times, and I didn't realize this, I've, I could be like a spokesperson for going and seeing a pelvic floor therapist. Um, but when you hold a baby, I mean, it's so like normal to like kind of tuck your hips to like support your lower back. And you're doing that all the time and you're rocking them and you're bouncing them in the night. Well, that's putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on your pelvic floor. And mm -hmm. so just even learning just to like learn how to stand with like neutral hips and not like butt tucking whenever you're standing, doing the dishes or when you're around, you know, rocking or holding your baby, just those little things, like maybe even if it's not a workout, could just be being mindful with how you go about your day. Like, am I sitting nursing, nursing and like slouching and being on my phone and like, you know, having my neck rotate forward instead of like, no, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to have the best posture that I can. Because I mean, truly my mantra, whenever you're postpartum is do the best you can. Well, not even just postpartum, just in life in general, is to yes. do the best you can in the season you're in. And I think that's just so important to focus on whenever you're postpartum. That is so, so good. It's so true. I think for me, I had a hard time because of this bounce back culture mentality. And I think our, our generation is getting better at ignoring that. But even when I was out with Liam, I can't tell you how many people commented on my body. But the hard thing about for me was that, you know, I had such a difficult pregnancy. I lost 18 pounds when I was pregnant. So especially my face, my neck were a lot thinner. And so people could tell a lot more. So, and then after I had him, I got my appetite back. I like got all these things back because he was out. I can't even tell you how hungry I was after labor. <laughs> it was like, I just inhaled food. But I had also not been eating really for my whole pregnancy. And so, um, I mean, I could count on one hand the amount of full meals I had. And so uh, anyway, but I gained a lot back and then I was like, dang it. Like I can really, you know, feel this. I can see this in the mirror. And, um, you know, it was it was very difficult because the people who were like, oh, you look great for just having a baby. Oh, my word. Like you look so thin. And oh, wow. Like I can't even tell and all this stuff like that started getting to my head. And then I started thinking, well, dang, like now I'm gaining it back. But they were actually commenting on uh, an unhealthy thing that happened, you know. And so I don't know, I guess, like, why don't we talk a little bit about that bounce back culture and just what what we can do even as moms just to think against that because I think for me I had to then I unfollowed some people on Instagram I'm just going to be honest <laughs> because I was like I don't need to see all these fitness things right now I just don't like I it was very unhealthy for me to see 
And um, even one of my friends who I love had a baby and she's a very all or nothing person. And so she was like, she got cleared six weeks. She was like going hard doing workouts, going hard doing that. And I was like, I love you, but I'm gonna have to hide your stories for a bit because like, that's just not where I can be at right now. And we, um, you know, for me, I, I really believe in going slower amping workout and I don't believe it's all or nothing. I believe like, Hey, if you got five minutes, if you got 10 minutes, that's cool. But, um, anyway, yeah. Bounce back culture. It's just so hard to like go against that. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? Well, I just love everything you just even outlined for them. You know, if you're listening and you feel like that pressure to like, quote unquote, get your body back. And like I said, you know, at the beginning is like, I did it all wrong with my first, I did get my body back and I sacrificed my health to do that. And so I think it's more just for like reflecting on like, you know, if I can make that happen and I'm still, you know, energized and I still feel good and I'm able to do it in a way that, you know, I'm not like snapping my husband's head off and my children's head off. Like, I mean, really like, viewing health from a bird's eye perspective of not just like, oh, can I get my workout in? And can I quote unquote, get my body back? Um, biggest quotations ever. Um, you know, like, what does it take? Because obviously, in some ways, it does take a sacrifice of time. But like, does it take a sacrifice of health? And that's kind of the biggest contrast that I saw between my first and second. And, and like, I'm just now to, you know, coming up on two years in postpartum of like, I feel like I feel like myself again, just like hormonally and where my body's at and everything. And that took a way longer, but I did it in a way that was sustainable. And I don't feel like I had to, you know, make all of these like crazy drastic measures to make it happen. And I still feel good. And so I think that would just be my biggest encouragement is don't sacrifice your health for, you know, thinking. Yeah. I think too, one of my things was um in thinking about like bounce back culture is I look like I had a baby because I had a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just irritates me like I was on a walk with my mom and one of her sweet neighbors male bless his heart was just like oh my gosh you look great and my mom was like thanks and she was like no I'm talking to your daughter and he was like she you know she just had a baby I can't believe she looks that good and like yeah I mean he was being so nice he was coming from a very I know his heart was just trying to be encouraging but in my mind I wanted to be like that's what you're commenting on like the physicality of it like it's not it's not like oh wow like you look strong or wow y'all are getting out and walking and breathing this fresh air like that's so good to be out and soaking up this vitamin d like it was about a physical thing and so i'm trying to remember just like when he first said it i just remember being like okay i got to sustain this i got to make sure that i look like i don't i didn't have a baby and so to any other mom that's listening to this, maybe you're freshly postpartum, maybe you're currently pregnant and you're scared about what your body's going to look like postpartum. It's okay because you had a baby. It's okay to look like you had a baby. You know, um, our bodies aren't meant to just snap back and, you know, Quinn can go, you can talk a little bit more about that and in, in the muscles and, and how that, that comes back together, but it's not meant just to bounce back, you know? And I think the biggest thing that I always remind myself of, of anytime, you know, you have a few more stretch marks, maybe there's a little bit more cellulite or, you know, whatever it is aesthetically that you could evaluate about yourself. Maybe you have a little bit more tummy, maybe you have a little more curves, you know, whatever it is. 
And I'm like, you know, Christ could have come back after dying on the cross from us and giving life to me in a perfectly whole body, but he chose to bear the scars of giving life. Mm. And so as a woman, I am the reflection of that. I still bear the scars of giving life. And that's not something that we, like, of course, our culture doesn't want us to have that. Like, of course, our culture wants to do surgeries and, you know, things to like hide it all. But the gospel says, like, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I gave life. And in the Mm. same way, we should be proud of the, you know, the scars that we bear scars, you know? Oh, absolutely. And not to say that that negates wanting to have certain aspirations and goals, but it definitely means being proud in that. And I, I mean, and, and I love my mom, we've had conversations about this body wise, but like, I'm even learning more than her how to appreciate my body as a mom and not, um, you know, not wanting to have the, oh, hey, like I have to work out. I have to do this. I can't, you know, uh, what what's the saying that it's like, you know, a moment on the lips, forever on the hips. Like I'm trying to unlearn all that right now. And, um, you know, from from a mother's point of view, I'm like, okay, how can I best be kind to myself now so that even my son, because men struggle with body image too, um, or if I have a daughter someday, or if I have more sons, you know, um, but what can I do now to also show them what it's like to be recovering after something? Obviously, men aren't going to go through birth, but it's just all about being kind to your body through movement, through its different changes. Um, you know, I was talking to Landry, my, my husband, for those who don't know, I guess, <laughs> anyway, um, the other day about that and I said you know it's okay that I'll never look like I did before I had Liam Mm -hmm. and he was like well don't say that like it's okay like you can do this and you can do that and I was like well first of all Landry I was dancing professionally like I danced professionally before I had Liam too so I was like in peak you know peak uh physical shape I guess um uh, a couple years before I had Liam and so I'm trying to be like you know different seasons of life you're gonna go through different things. And like, my body now is nourishing Liam, you know, I'm making breast milk. And um, because of that, I'm holding on to fat because I'm having to hold on to calories. And, you know, um, there's just so many different things having to do with that. And I think it's such a badge of honor that so many women, if, if it's going to be like one of those little badges that like in a pinning ceremony that we pin on that so many people just take off and chuck across a room and they're like, I don't want that badge. Nope. Don't want that. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad to me too. Cause it's like, but the Lord made us to do this. Mm-hmm. He made us to bear image bearers mm-hmm. and give life. And so, um, that's such a, such a good reminder, Quinn, of just like, if the Lord bared his scars, like, why would we not bear ours? Yeah. Like, I feel like truly the Holy Spirit revealed that one to me. Cause I like, it hit me one day when I was like, just, you know, in the mirror and like, I don't know, just like tearing myself apart, like all yeah. women can of like all my shortcomings. And he just like, was so quick to say, like, I didn't take away my scars to give you life. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's so, I mean, yeah, it's a daily reminder. Um, some, you know, depends on your cycle phase. It can be easier to remember those moments <laughs> than others. Um, but yeah, we truly are, like I said, we are image bearers and what a gift and what an honor. And he could have chosen either, 
you know, guy or girl to carry children. And he said, you know, this is your, this is, if you choose to do that, this is something that your body can do. It's a beautiful thing. Well, Quinn, thank you so much for being here today and being on this. I could literally keep going. And I know I'm, as you were just talking, I was sitting here going, we should have spent more time on the cycles. Like, I'm like, dang it. I should have, we should have stretched that out and talked more about each and every phase, but But y'all, the great thing is, is that she has an Instagram where she shares all about this and she is um, going to be doing, well, you probably already started it by the time that this episode comes out, but um, like a holiday boot camp, boot camp isn't the right word, but why don't you talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm not a boot camper. I'm more, you know, get into your movement, but um, thank you. Yes. Pop on over my Instagram, I guess it'll be in the bio, but it's Quinn Clayton and then underscore. Um, and so, yeah, I'd love for you to say hi, talk about, um, it's called healing your hormones through the holidays. So a couple months ago, I was just thinking like, I was getting DMs of like, do you offer programs? Do you offer this? And I was like, especially like, do you offer like a new year's thing? And I was like, that doesn't feel like me. You know what I mean? Like this, like whole, like new year's new me. I'm like, that's not me. Like if you can't sustain your lifestyle through like hectic times, then it's not working for you. Like you should be able to do your movement and nutrition in a way that's sustainable in each season you're in. And so I was thinking about how can I support women and getting their movement and nutrition and having, I feel all my courses are wonderful. You know, you know, Brady is all about that. He does that. But I was like, so often people will buy them and then not finish them. And so I didn't want to do an online course. I was like, I want something to where it's like, I'm taking their hands and I'm leading them and guiding them through the holiday season. Um, and so, yeah, it's live weekly calls that we'll get to like, talk about all things, cycle syncing and movement and nutrition and remineralization um, over the six weeks. And then there will also be workouts and nutrition. And I'm just so excited. I know um, it'll be such a great community of women just to come together and support each other and yeah yeah well and and I am pretty sure I was like doing the math in my head that by the time this episode comes out you probably will be in the throes of that so if they have missed it still just want to encourage y'all follow her on Instagram she has great content um great education about that too and it's free because it's social media so definitely give her a follow learn more about your body um, her, I mean, I'm speaking for you, but your DMs are open. Like you're great to talk to people. Um, so if they have questions, um, they can come to you, I'm sure. Yes. Um, but when I always close out my podcast with asking my guests, what is one piece of advice that you would leave them with? So I will, um, let you do that. And then we'll close out the episode today. Uh, I love that. And I, I was thinking through that whenever you asked me that a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, that's really good. And I already kind of, you know, hinted at this earlier, and I've said it several times throughout the episode, is doing the best you can with the season you're in. And I think that's my biggest piece of advice, you know, whether that's, you know, you're, you're in the throes of postpartum and you're like, you know, me just stepping outside and taking a deep breath and getting some sunshine is the best that I can do for this day. Or maybe, you know, you're, you're feeling great and you're a couple of years out from that season and you're knocking out a half marathon. So whatever it is, just not comparing yourself, keeping your blinders on as women um, in this image driven society, it's just so easy to get caught up mm-hmm. in comparison. And so just keeping your blinders on looking to Jesus and just doing the best that you can season you're in. 
Well, Quinn, thank you so much for being here today. I have loved, loved, loved having you on here. And even as you were sharing that piece of advice, I was thinking about it movement wise and thinking about like just the stages of postpartum, whether it's just stepping outside, whether it's five minutes of of core and engaging your pelvic floor, whether it's, you know, going on a walk with your baby or whether it's where I am right now and going on 30 minute workouts. Like it, it just doesn't have to be this all or nothing. Just show up how you can in the season that you are. And I just love that. That's such a good reminder, even for me. So I appreciate it so much. Um, Y'all make sure to uh, subscribe, rate this podcast, share it with a friend, follow Quinn on Instagram. <laughs> so I will have her handle uh, in the description and we'll also post it on my Instagram as well. Um, I have no idea what the next podcast episode is going to be about. So you and I will both be um, just surprised. Just kidding. I will re record it beforehand. But at this very moment, I don't know what it's going to be about, but definitely keep following me on Instagram. Um, uh, Momreal underscore on there. Share it with friends. If y'all have things that you want to hear, about on this podcast and you're like man I really wish that I could hear about this or um or you have a guest that you would like to have have on here then send me a dm let me know what y'all want to hear this is to serve you all uh as much as it is an outlet for me so I want to know what y'all want to hear but um I will see y'all in the next episode hope you have a great holiday season I know we're going to be in the middle of it when the episode drops and I will see y'all in the next one 